Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Sammy Coolery, founder of Mind Resilience Training, which helps executives, entrepreneurs, and business leaders overcome self-limiting beliefs and execute with heightened confidence, drive, and willpower. Today, we're discussing how to keep cool under pressure, how to manage distractions, and regain focus and how we can overcome inner struggles such as anxiety, stress, or low self-esteem. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Sammy. Thank you, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. Sammy, it is so important that we have this discussion. And more so, I'd love to just dive right into how we can keep cool under pressure. These days, there's so many different things that just has us pressured and has us stressed out. How can we keep cool? For sure. And thanks for asking. One of the the first ways that we can operate under pressure is really by understanding at all times what is within our control and what is not within our control. Now, Mm. there are a million things out of our control, which would take forever to cover. But the one thing we can ask ourselves is what is within our control. And what is within our control at all times is how we react to things. How do we respond? How do we behave? How do we speak? How do we think about ourselves? How do we think about the situation that we're in? So even if you're under pressure, you simply have to know, okay, what is within my control and what isn't within my control? And then shift your focus to what is within your control, which includes the work that you do, the goals that you set for yourself, how you behave in an office environment, how you handle conflict, how you respond to conflict. These things are always within your control. And this is a sort of preventative measure because when we start ruminating on things that are not within our control or worrying about things that are not within the realm of our power, we tend to get emotional. We start having inner turbulence. We start getting anxiety, stress, Whenever you just simply shift your focus and your thoughts to, okay, this is what is within the realm of my control, which is essentially my actions, my uh, words, and even my opinions of things and my perceptions of things, that is really the first step in avoiding feeling distress or aggravation within Gotcha. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now, let's say we're in the midst of our craziness and everything around us is falling apart. Is there some type of practice or tool that we could do to immediately gain control of our thoughts? 
When you're in the midst of pressure and chaos, there's always one place you can return to, which is that of your values. So by understanding your values and having clarity on the things that you believe in and the kind of person that you want to be, that really helps ground you because essentially your values are like your compass. You're not really trying to arrive at a certain destination. Your compass simply gives you a direction of where you want to go in life and the kind of person that you want to be. So when you understand who you want to be and you are in alignment with your true nature, when you are in alignment with your authentic self, which is another word for another term for living by your values, that really helps ground you in the situation because you have made a sort of promise to yourself that no matter what chaos is around me, no matter what turbulence I'm going through, as long as I stick to my values and I'm in alignment with my true self, I'm fine at the end mm. of the day. Hmm, that is so powerful and so true, especially when we have distractions around us, which kind of leads me to the next question. Let's say we are centered and we have aligned ourselves with our true selves. What is the most important thing that you could say that we could do to keep us from being distracted? Like maybe our kids or maybe our business, or maybe phone calls or emails or different things like that. How do we regain focus when we're distracted? So we can regain focus when we're distracted through several ways. And a lot of that involves reminding ourselves of certain things. One of the things that we can remind ourselves about is the consequences of being distracted, the consequences of losing mm. our focus. When we remind ourselves, okay, if I lose focus, I know that I'm going to suddenly waste 20 minutes of my work day or my work hour, and that's really going to throw me back. Or you might say, okay, I know that when I lose focus, I tend to start thinking about the past or start thinking about the future. And that, that uh, starts bringing up a lot of emotions that I would rather not focus on right now. That is essentially one way of doing it, is remembering the consequences of losing your focus. Another way to do it is to think about the rewards that, okay, I know that if I simply stay focused, I can get this task done in 30 minutes. I know that if I maintain my focus, I will also strengthen my mental muscles for focus. Focus right. is a mental muscle. The more you focus, the more that muscle within you strengthens to be able to focus better in the future. So sometimes reminding, your, sometimes reminding yourself of the benefits of focus can continue. Like different people have different things. Some people, they need to be reminded of, okay, this is, these are the consequences that are going to happen to me if I don't focus. Other people might think, okay, I need to remind myself of the rewards of focus. So in a general manner, that is, those are the two approaches that you can. Wow, Sammy, that is so huge because if we really think of focus as a muscle, it's something that we have control over. Just like any other muscle in our body, the more we use it and the more we practice it, the better we can build it. So I love using that analogy. 
So in saying that, what would you say would be techniques we could apply to build more constructive thinking patterns, motivations, and behavior in the face of adversity? For sure, if I may, I'd like to just share a quote from an ancient Greek philosopher. His name was Epictetus. And he said something very powerful, which I still live by to this day, and I think can help very people that I think that can help a lot of people. It's not events that happen to us. It is our interpretation of the events. Yes. It's not, it's not events that happen to us. It's our interpretation of the events. So that is another very strong tool. It's the question is, how can I reinterpreting what's happening to me? Now, there are many ways that you can reinterpret an event. You can reinterpret it by putting yourself in the other person's shoes of, you know, whoever you're dealing with, for example, or you can try to take a, this is like a courtroom. They call it like, it's, I call it the courtroom example, where when you're in a courtroom, you are simply stating the facts. You are not really adding your own opinions or biases or your own feelings as well because you're only mm. sticking to the facts. When you stick to the facts, you're just simply being more objective about things and less subjective about the situation. Because when we are subjective about a situation, we tend to add our own desires. And if our desires are not fulfilled in that situation, that is what can cause the inner turmoil. Being more objective about a situation, reinterpreting it through a courtroom case. That's, that's another way of uh, looking at things. And a third way I'd say, which is really about spotting the silver lining. In every situation, if you look close enough, you can find the silver lining. Mm -hmm. In any situation, if you look close enough, you can find an opportunity or benefit of sorts. Even if that means something as simple as learning something new today. That, mm -hmm. okay, this event happened to me. I missed my flight. I am really upset that I missed my flight. What did I learn today? I learned that from now on, I need to check in online. <laughs> Changing the way you interpret an event with respect to, okay, this is what I learned, this is what I gained, that really helps to calm yourself and helps you become more balanced because you now know that, okay, I've learned something new that I can use in the future that is really going to reduce the chances of this negative event happening again. Okay, now how would we apply something like that in our entrepreneurial journey? How do we overcome inner struggles such as our anxiety or the stresses or even low self-esteem? How do we apply the concept? For sure, and I will also speak from my own experience because I ran a social enterprise for about four years and it really is a journey and a lot of it has to do with acceptance and acceptance of how things play out. We talked about things that are within our control and things that are not within our control. When you are on an entrepreneurial journey, there are a lot of things that are not within your control. And that includes the marketplace, that includes regulations and politics, that includes the kind of clients and customers that you deal with, what their tastes are, what their preferences are. That causes a lot of ups and downs in the journey. So you have to accept that there are going to be ups and downs. You have to go into this business knowing that I'm in for a roller coaster ride. There are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be moments of distress and there are going to be moments of joys. 
this is the game that I'm coming into. When you come in with that acceptance, again, there is a certain sense of detachment, not full detachment might be a, a harsh word, but more so there is a certain distance. There is space, there's a space between yourself and what's happening within your business journey, because you know that this is what I signed up for. So that is the first thing, really. Another thing is also acceptance of yourself, not only, not only acceptance of what's happening around you, but accepting yourself as you are, accepting yourself for your flaws, accepting yourself for your strengths, accepting yourself for the kind of person that you are. Once you accept yourself, again, it, it prevents the inner turmoils from arising. It, it prevents even more insecurities arising throughout the journey. So I'm going to go deeper here because this is something that I have thought about a lot, especially being an entrepreneur and going on an entrepreneurial journey. And this has to do with the ego. Now, what is the ego? Sometimes when we think of ego, we think of it in terms of, oh, he thinks or she thinks she's smarter than me. She is egotistical. When that's not really the entire picture. What is the ego? The ego is the image that we have created for ourselves. The ego is the image that we construct of ourselves in our own minds based on our past experiences, based on our past experiences, based on our conditioning, based on our cultural programming, based on the good experiences and the traumatic experiences that we've had throughout our life. All of these come together and we, we create a picture for ourselves. That is the ego. And we say, this is who I am. Now, you can still be ambitious, yet still be grounded at the same time. You can still set your goals, yet understand that you have to keep your peace in mind with you at, at the same time. And that involves letting go and understanding that things are not always going to turn out as you wish them. And it is, again, it's a very, it's aiming without expecting. It is, if I can use the uh, analogy of the archer, is always practicing with his bow and arrow, always practicing how to hit the target. And he just keeps at it, he keeps at it, he keeps at it. But then when the day comes of the competition, all he can do is what he's practiced to do and mm -hmm. then let go. The archer aims at the target, but after he releases the bow and arrow, after he releases the arrow, he lets go. And that is a large part of the Zen aspect of things, of bringing Zen into your life. It's not simply about doing yoga and meditation, which is very important, but you can also bring that aspect of being balanced and centered to your activities and to your waking life and to your energetic life. It's a delicate balance, which also takes practice. Yes, yes. I think that's so powerful. Before we jumped on here, you said that your ego is the source of much of our own personal suffering. I just think that is so powerful. Yeah, because again, the ego is the image that we create for ourselves, which is a result of our past experiences, our good and bad experiences. We look back on our lives and we see what has happened to us. We see that the events that have passed through us and our minds naturally cling to these external events. They cling to these external events, and then the mind tells itself, I am that event, or mm -hmm. I am that activity, whether it is good or bad. If I am always winning at a soccer game, that means I'm a great soccer player. If 
I am in an abusive relationship and my partner is telling me that I'm a bad wife, that means I must be a bad wife. When actually these, neither of these are true. It is just that our brains have a tendency to define who we are based on what happens to us. And that, that is where a lot of inner work happens that you have to have a small distance between yourself and what happens to you. Otherwise, you get infused with these turbulent events. You get lost in these painful things that happen to you and you say that, but actually it's not you. It is simply the events in themselves. How is this related to the entrepreneurial journey? As an entrepreneur, if you're not careful, you tend to become too attached to this identity of being an entrepreneur. I'm going to make this happen. I cannot fail. I must succeed. Essentially, you're putting all your emotional eggs in one basket because <laughs> you have identified with being this entrepreneur when actually you are more than just an entrepreneur. You are a mother or a father. Mm. You are a wife or a husband. You are a sister or a brother. You are a daughter or a son. Being an entrepreneur is a part of who you are. However, it is not all of who you are. And I say these things because it's important to recognize that this is the source. This is a large source of the suffering that happens as you go throughout your entrepreneurial journey. You have attached, to your, you have attached yourself to this limited, restricted identity. And then you say, I cannot fail. Yeah. This is a tremendous amount of pressure and a tremendous amount of suffering that you put on yourself that doesn't need to be there. Now, I have to totally agree with you. That is so true on so many levels. And that's why you consistently say resilience is important. Can we talk about that? The way to become more resilient in many areas of our lives might sound a bit paradoxical. It's about letting go. It is about letting go of the attachments that we have to who we think we are, that I have to be this Wonder Woman or I have to be this Wolf of Wall Street. As long as you believe that you are this kind of person, then it will be very hard to be resilient because there are going to be a lot of things that will happen throughout your business journey or entrepreneurial journey that are going to threaten this identity that you have created for yourself. Where you say, oh, wait, I'm Wonder Woman or I'm the Wolf of Wall Street. Things have to happen in a certain way. It's almost as if you've created a contract with the world that says, I am only going to be fulfilled if these conditions are met. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how do we develop that resilience? Paradoxically, it is about letting go of these conditions. It is about being more flexible. It is being more adaptive to the situations that you are in and not just adaptive in the way that, you know, pivot your business or the way you structure your business and all that. It is being adaptive within yourself to be flexible within yourself. You have done an excellent job giving us a huge foundation and actually just reinvigorating us and just giving us more hope in not only our entrepreneurial journey, but just our journey as human beings to get to a higher, greater level of ourselves. So this is the part of the show that we love to go in a bit deeper and you've given us so much, but we've got to ask for more. This is where I fire off a thought-provoking question in our mentoring moments segment. So Sammy, let us know, 
if you had the opportunity to post a worldwide billboard, what would your message be? Be yourself. And I know we've heard that many times before, and it might come off as a bit cliche. When you are yourself and when you are living in alignment with your own nature, when you are living in alignment with your own truth, you're bulletproof. Right. There's, nothing, there's nothing that can harm you. There's nothing that, that can harm you because you are living by what you believe is the right thing to do. And no matter what happens around you, you can always say, I'm doing the right thing. Right. I am being, I'm being the right human being. Yes. And as we like to say, we are living with no regrets at that point. Exactly. You have, you will not have many regrets because you are doing what you know to be right. Yes. Yes. I absolutely love this. And I know that our audience will love it as well, but they will have to know how to get in touch with you, Sammy. Let everyone know how they can reach out to you. For sure. Definitely. You can go to mindresiliencetraining.com and reach out to me anytime. And you can follow me at mind.resilience.training on Instagram. Great. All of the information will be in the show notes, guys. So thank you so much, Sammy, for coming on to the show. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.